The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! attacked by Colton and Austin Gunn, members of Bullet Club Gold. And we thought that MJF would not be able to compete in the main event, would not be able to defend the AEW World Championship. But somehow, music, MJF prevailed. sounds a little bit hoarse, that's because last night I was chugging a whole lot of brews down on Rush Street, okay? So bear with me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, and I do mainly mean ladies because we got some girls in here I'd really like to get deep with, and I ain't talking about your pizza. It appears the devil has arrived in Chicago! I just freshly beat an undefeated Jay White and your boy was only rocking one leg. 
Now allow me to say something quick about Jay. I learned in those 30 minutes that you are truly one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. Fact. However, nobody is on the level. Now, now, you are looking at the AEW World Champion with the most successful title defenses of all time, the youngest of all time, the longest reigning of all time. And you know what, Chicago, I think we can all agree, sometimes I can be a little bit too humble. So, what do you think, Chicago? Don't you think I've earned the right to toot my own horn a little bit tonight? You know what? Chicago, I'm just gonna say what we're all thinking. You're looking at the greatest AEW World Champion of all time! Because my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and I'm better than you. Now, none of that is possible without my bro Chacho for life. coming up. These people want to hear about a certain time. Can you help me out? Oh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? Listen, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. It's great to be back here in Chicago. It's also great that me and my good friend Max are still your Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, baby with a little bit of help from Samoa Joe as well. But with, with the good news also, again, comes the bad news. And, and guys, as many of you know, my ankle, it's in real bad shape. I, I'm not even close to being able to walk yet, let alone wrestle again. So I've got a long road ahead of me. But, but you have my word, Chicago. I am going to work my ass off every single day to make sure I can get back here to AEW doing what I love to do. I will come back at 100% and be the best Adam Cole that I've ever been. But Max, I'm, Max, I'm really, really worried about you. Because in all sincerity, I want nothing more. I wish for nothing more than being able to be here by your side, but I can't. It feels like the entire world is gunning for you. I mean, you got Wardlow walking around, ready to rip you apart, and, and more importantly, this devil and his goons has- Okay, Adam, let me cut you off right there, baby. You don't gotta worry about me. You see, the dad was born, the devil screamed with a great furious anger. You wanna know why, Chicago? Cause that man didn't want no competition. To the man behind my mask, I am going to find you. And when I do, when I'm through with you, the hell I send you to is going to feel like heaven. <laughs> well, we talked about the deal MJF made with the devil. 
Wow. Samoa Joe now has a shot at MJF in the AEW World Championship. The Sword of Damocles hanging over the head of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Seems that we have a lot of concerned faces in this ring right now. This is a time for celebration. I mean, Max, come on. Big celebration week. Two massive victories over a weekend. I mean, first, you go out there against all odds, despite the fact that your other less adequate friend couldn't defend you. And you still stand here today, AEW World Champion. But you know what else happened? Earlier in the night, MGF, you went out there with one Samoa Joe. You defended the ROH Tag Team titles, and you started off your night right for the simple price of giving me my championship rematch. So I've come to Chicago to ensure that honorable men honor their deeds. You know what's crazy, Joe? First of all, you should maybe take a couple steps back because your breath smells like a skunk's asshole. And secondly, I've thought long and hard about our deal. I truly have, and I, fair, I feel I've come with a reasonable and very mature response, okay? And my response to your rematch request is as follows. Blow me. Hey, hey, Joe, 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 please, please, let me talk to him. Joe, stop, let me talk to him, please. I'm begging you, please, please. Thank you, Max. Max, you can't do this, man. That answer, that's what the old MJF would say. The new MJF, the new Max, the guy who's my best friend, he's a man of his word. Okay, and listen, I get it. Joe, this man, he's a killer. I've had my fair share of encounters with Samoa Joe, and they've been the toughest fights of my entire life. I've been choked out more times than I can count. That's why Samoa Joe is who he is. But Max, that's why you are who you are. Uh, because these people, they don't just love you because you're a great wrestler. They don't just love you because you're a great interview. They love you because when MJF says something is gonna happen, damn it, it happens. You promised this man a championship shot. So Max, be a man of your word. this belt, you wouldn't be the first Ring of Honor legend I beat here in Chicago twice. So how about Samoa Joe versus MJF right here, right now, in Chicago? Wow. Let's do it. MJF with a massive challenge. 
Absolutely not. No, no, no. I'm the bad guy. No, let's discuss what's really gonna happen here, Matt. You're gonna sit there, get on the internet tomorrow, and bitch and complain that I wasn't 100%. It wasn't fair. I was in no condition nor clear to even be in the ring that night. Boo, hoo, hoo. No, Max, you see, I want the best version of you. I want the fully healed Max. I want the Max that's supposedly the man that he says he is standing in front of me. So I say, by world's end, you should be nice and chipper to get in that ring and defend that title. Let me get this straight. You want to wrestle MJF Nassau Coliseum December 30th in the most magical place in the world known as Long Island, New York? Boo all you want. It's my truth. I don't give a shit. You want MJF Nassau Coliseum in the main event for the world title. Is that correct? Is that correct? That is correct, Max. You got yourself a deal, Samoa Joe. Wow, MJF, Samoa go. Joe main event at World's End for the... But let me explain something to you. First of all, I love Chicago deep dish pizza. Calm down, okay? Let me explain something to you. Wrestling MJF in Long Island, that's about as bright as copping head from an alligator. But based on the way you're looking these days, I'd imagine you don't have many options. I understand what this is, and I'm really great at picking fights too, Max, but you need to understand that all this worrying you're doing about the devil, it all goes away today. You see, from now on, you're considered my property. And the thing you're gonna learn about my property is people don't touch my property unless I say so. So everywhere you go, I'll be a few steps behind. When you think that you're all alone, don't worry, I got your back, homie. And I'm gonna deliver the very best MJF to Nassau Coliseum. And then I'm gonna beat you unmerciful, strangle you unconscious, and take your world championship in front of your friends, family, everyone you know and love. MJF, Samoa Joe, the AEW World Championship match is official for World's End on December 30th, live on pay-per-view. It's in the backyard of MJF, but I don't know how much of a home field advantage he's gonna have. MJF's in a lot of trouble. Well, fans, Dynamite continues. Huge trios match coming up next. Orange Cassidy, Hook, and Katsuyori Shibata.
to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. Yes, folks, welcome to the Wednesday Night Skirmish, brought to you by the PWC. Now, who is the PWC? Well, it starts off with me. I'm Christopher Ams. That's AMBS, like lands with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry, folks. If you're wondering how in the hell will I ever remember how to spell this man's last name, I'll just remind you at the beginning of every goddamn show that I ever do. Joining me is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip coast. It's November in Australia, so it's beginning to get him warm, like a pat on the head from one wonderful, timeless Tony Storm. <laughs> Jimmy T, how the hell are you, bruv? <laughs> I'm good. You see me off with that one, Chris, but... um. It's been hot here for the last two months, bro, at the very least, so... And it's not even summer yet, so it is hot today. I'm sick of the heat already, but hey, at least it's not snowing, right? So, yeah. But I'm good, man. I'm good. How about you, Chris? What's cracking with you, man? How's Canada going? Is it cold? Canada. Is it freezing? Is it snowing? You know what? It's November in Canada, so it's cold. <laughs> um, but we, we, we had... Uh, we actually got, like, a bunch of snow, like, right at the end of October there. And uh, it, it was cold for like two weeks afterwards. And I thought, I guess we're just going to keep all of this fucking snow all year. But then it was like warm for a week. So now it's all gone. And now it's just cold again. So kind of a, it's kind of a weird fucking time in here in Canada where there's just, you can't really do much because it's starting to get cold. But you also can't take advantage of like the ice and snow yet. So it's kind of like, wait. well, before we do get to our special guest, I want to ask you, what's going on on the Canadian-US border, man? What the hell is happening there, man? Some sort of car explosion? Yeah, it looks like the Rainbow Bridge there, the one that connects uh, Windsor and Detroit. Um, looks like there was an explosion, so they had to close the bridge. Um, the news uh, said about 18,000 times today that it probably, it probably wasn't a terrorist attack, but some other kind of... There was something else going on, but... It probably wasn't a terror attack. Like, we're pretty sure it wasn't a terror attack. So my guess is that the pe- the two people in that fucking car were Arab, and that's why the news keeps saying it wasn't a terror attack. It definitely wasn't a terror There's a good chance it wasn't a terror attack, people, because, you know, the news does news. Uh, yeah. I, well, believe, to know that- I believe the news. Don't worry about oh, it. Of course. Of course. They don't believe- lie. They never lie. Never. never. They inform. They don't. And neither do you. And who is you? Well, that's our guest tonight. And our guest tonight will not cause a stressor. He's the one, the only, our very own professor. Prof, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jimmy T. And you know what? For the skirmites out there, and when I say the PWCites, you know, it is family. When I say PWCIs, and you know what, personally off the air, I just want to send a shout out to Jimmy T because you know what, Jimmy T, <laughs> you, you know, that man is a caring dude, man. The man <laughs> is Mr. PWC, but also he is family for the professor. So I want to just put it out there for the skirmites out there. I want to thank Jimmy T. I want to thank Chris Hambones or Chris Ambs. But you know what, I'll say this whatever happened at that Canadian border, I find I'll find it on TikTok. I'll find it as a prank, and they say, "Oh my goodness, we're gonna do something with some fireworks. We're gonna do something that's gonna shock the world." That's all it was. It's not a terror attack. It was a TikTok prank gone wrong. That's what it was. You got it the was exclusive. Probably, 
You got the exclusive uh, uh, for the professor. Well, there's, I heard it was uh, Adam Copeland's uh, fireworks for uh, all in next year. They're testing it out already. Yeah. That's, that's that, was, that, was the, anyway. that was the explosion that Eddie Kingston wished that happened in that AEW pay-per-view. <laughs> and it was on that truck. <laughs> my, my guess is that they were deep frying a turkey and just forgot that it needed to be thawed first. They were trying to deep fry the oh, turkey cute. in their car and just boom. <laughs> and it happens. And it happens on TikTok. See, TikTok gone wrong. You just proved it right there. TikTok. Whoa. Gotta love TikTok. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our uh, American listeners also, because um, that's happening, I think, this week. I don't know. You guys tomorrow, do it Tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh, okay. it's, it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. On, like, a Thursday? You're doing Thanksgiving yeah. on a Thursday. Nothing says Thanksgiving, like, on a Thursday <laughs> with turkey and football. That's the American tradition right there. Wait, does that mean you've got tomorrow off, Prof? Like, you wouldn't be going to work tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm off. Yeah, that's good at least. So there you go. Why you think I'm on here right now, right, Jimmy? Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I thought of that. No shit. (laughs) And yes, and thank and happy Thanksgiving to all our American listeners out there. That's for sure, man. Yes. And thank you for everybody joining us. To to all of the Americans. (laughs) Happy incorrect Thanksgiving. Happy wrong day Thanksgiving. Thank you guys have Thanksgiving too, Chris, on a different day. <laughs> yeah, no, but we have ours at a different time, so that's why, okay. I have, that's why I'm giving them shit. Uh, <clears throat> good stuff, good stuff. Anyway, just be thankful. You know, tomorrow, eat some turkey. Be thankful for where you live and living in a really wonderful country. And I mean that. I am not being funny. You know, you live in a great place if you're if you're celebrating Thanksgiving tomorrow. It's good. One hundred percent. Hey, I said it last week. God bless America, and I meant that, man. Because in our country's prof, I don't know, bro. I know, I know. There's a lot of shenanigans in the U.S., but nothing beats Canada right now. <laughs> the the, the, wor- the world is is a strange place, no matter where you are right now in the world. So you know, there there's agendas, there's propaganda everywhere in the world. No matter from Canada to America to Australia. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody's throwing out propaganda. But you know what? There's no propaganda here on the PWC <laughs> because we tell the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. That's all that's I say. And that's Big not facts. a joke right there. Big facts. Yeah. All right. Jimmy, do we have anything in terms of news that we need to cover um, heading into this? Because I... I haven't seen a whole lot of a whole lot lately. There really hasn't been much news other than WWE, I guess, is going full international next year. Not only are they coming down my neck of the woods on the West Coast, that is, which is very far for me, by the way. It's closer for me to go to New Zealand than it is to go to Western Australia in Perth for Elimination Chamber. That's a fact. But not only did they announce also the bash in Berlin, but we're also going to get a French uh, PLE. I don't know what they're going to call that yet. I don't know if it's going to be... Uh, That's uh, Backlash, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is Backlash. I thought it would have been Frog Legs, but no, I know, bad joke. Still, it would have been funny if it was. But yeah, Backlash in France. I was expecting Surrender or, uh, <laughs> like, you know... Yeah. <laughs> surrender. That was my guess. Well, it's the Backlash. And I'm German, and I'm allowed to say that joke. Welcome to 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that was so funny that I was like, you know what? There's no comeback for that one. <laughs> There's none. 
<laughs> you don't you don't get a comeback. Thank you, friends. Um, uh... Yeah, but okay. Bienvenue to all of our French listeners. Uh, we love you. Oui, oui. I'm just kidding. I know that surrender <laughs> isn't your national thing. It's actually cheese and wine. And, uh, and frogs. Cool. Frogs oh. is like... Uh, not Come really. Come on. Not really. You either have to be super rich or super <laughs> poor to enjoy frogs in France. It's like a weird, it's I've like heard a weird that too. thing. Everyone in the middle doesn't eat frogs. It's... Okay, I see. Well, it doesn't matter. They still eat it, man. And I don't know how they do it. But, uh, it's not for me. You add some hot sauce and it's all... It tastes <laughs> like chicken. <laughs> no. It does. What? No, no. It no really doesn't me, taste man. terrible. I had frogs, frog legs what? once when I was in Louisiana. Yeah, it was good. Uh, really? Yeah, it was fine. It, I mean, I don't know. It's like <laughs> anything else. If you get it cooked right, you, like pretty much anything tastes okay. I, the one thing that I really don't like, and I haven't been able to find, like I lived in LA. I've been to Florida. I've been to Mexico. I've been all over the place when it comes to like seafood. So I've had really good seafood. Yeah, but you haven't been <clears> to the <throat> best, Chris, and that's Greece. Great seafood. <laughs> I do not like oysters. I can't. Ooh, I can't. No. There's just nothing about oysters that is good for me. I've had it everywhere. I've had it in places where people are like, "Oh no, but you have to try the oysters here." Whoops. No. No good. <laughs> that was an accident, by the way. Sorry about that. But yeah, you don't like oysters, neither do I. I yeah, oysters. I don't understand why people are so into them, man. Well, oysters are aphrodisiac, so you're not supposed to eat it for like dinner or a snack. You're supposed to have it in bed, you know, in a sexual situation. You're not using oysters in the right capacity. That's not for food consumption. It's for sexual consumption. All that slimy nonsense is no good for me. Maybe maybe Roosh was into the slimy nonsense today, and that's why he was tickling (laughs) balls in his match. But we'll get to that. He was tickling testicles during his match. Um, I didn't notice that. Okay. We'll talk about it. Lizbeth apparently is very not French, uh, saying frogs <laughs> are the devil's minions and are evil little grotesque monsters. So she really Ooh. does not like the French. And, um, you know, hey, listen, we don't we don't talk like that about other people on this show, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, Chris, do, do they eat frog legs in Canada on the French no. side? No. They don't touch it? No, dude. Uh, French Canada is like is like uber 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 poor food. So we have like French okay. fries with like uh, cheese curds and and gravy. That's that's yeah, French poutine. food here in Canada. Yeah, poutine's awesome. Why do they call it poutine? I it probably means something in French, but I don't know because poutine tang was already taken, so they had to change uh, the name. That's the gravy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're the professor because you have oh. the answers to these questions that's <laughs> true all right, all right now I we, have my whole, we have a whole thing happening in the chat now where media m5 is is threatening to throw frogs at liz's door and lab rats talking about nice. licking toads it's very very strange <laughs> apparently licking toads gets you high lab rat hence why you're a lab rat right you, you would know that Pretty sure that's just in Family Guy. <laughs> well, no, I'm serious. I heard that you get high if you lick toads. You got a toad problem here, man. Cane toad problem, actually, dude. Really yeah. bad. Those well, I was gonna say maybe, big. 
maybe you should send your military out to try to take care of the problem, but they've done that before and it didn't work. You say, you say. You know what, Jimmy? You know what, Jimmy? We, we could trade, right? We'll take the toads. You take the migrants. Which one do yeah. you want? Uh, we've got a lot of migrants here too, man. Don't worry about that. Believe me. <laughs> where I live, like in, in the area where I live, I kid you not, man. It is little Taliban. Yeah. I shouldn't say it too loud. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Yeah. alaikum, alaikum salam. But um, yeah, believe me, bro. There's a whole big influx here. So I get you, man. Don't worry about that. I'm just saying, I, I, we'll we'll take the, we'll get high on toads. You can just get high on the migrants. Take your pick your poison. I would rather give you guys the toads because they fuck everything up. Believe me when I tell you that. I mean, the migrants in New York are doing a pretty good job of also fucking everything up. So, <laughs> I think the world is going through an immigrant problem right now, man. So, to be fair, I mean, even I don't know about Canada, but I'm sure you guys are getting an influx. Yes, we are. Probably more than we need. But, um, you know, I don't know. Well, to be I, fair, Chris, we've got such big lands with such a small population. That's true, although we don't have the housing for it is basically the that's problem true in too. Canada. That's like, true. we have lots of room. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. We can fit pretty much all of the world in Canada as long as they were willing to go the fuck up north. Like, you, you, go, you go way <laughs> the fuck way up, up north. You can go way the fuck up there and Greenland. hang out with polar bears. Fine. You do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Go. 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 Pay taxes. Go up there. You're welcome. The problem is there's nothing up there. There's no infrastructure, right? So we're we're running into a problem, like, throughout all of Canada, like a very similar problem to what's happening in New York, where there just isn't enough places for people to live. Like, you see, there's not enough crazy. places. The fact that New York, New York, now think about it, right? New York City in particular, there's hardly any room for friggin', you know, the, the ones that are born and bred there to live, let alone all these friggin' migrants. I mean, that's just crazy in itself, man. I mean, I'm surprised you can even find a place in New York City. Th think about it this way. They kicked out the homeless people in the homeless shelters, so they had to use that for the migrants coming in. Then you got the wow. hotels. That's what they did and, here. And the deal they and made, hotels. so the same right. thing, though, so, you know. They did the same thing here, man. We'll put it this way, guys, before we get on to wrestling. I just want to tell you this. Like, 20 years ago, the population in my city in Melbourne, Australia, was like 3 million, man. And I remember those days, right? Now, it's over 6 million. That's 20 years later, man. Look how much that's grown. between that's you know. Big. That's, yeah. We're, it's crazy. Melbourne has become, actually, Melbourne did become the number one most populated city in Australia now. It beat Sydney just recently. So yeah, that's crazy in itself. Yeah, there it is, should be because thing. of it's a lot of sex. Should be because oh, wow. everybody's boinking, but there's an influx <laughs> of people coming in. That's, there's a problem for it. There. You would celebrate <laughs> yeah. having three more, three million more people if it was boinking, but it's not. It's more of an <laughs> influx of people coming in from other places. Oh man, but but that, but no shit though. That's yeah. If only we were boinking that much, but no shit. I mean, that's a huge growth in twenty years, man. That's nuts to me. That's probably, yeah, it's probably too much, unfortunately, which, again, is my only real issue when it comes to the whole migrant thing. Because, I mean, listen, I mean, Jimmy, you and I, like, we both come from families that are from somewhere else, right? Like, right, right. you know, yeah. I, I, my, I have a German family, right? Jimmy's, Jimmy's Greek. And, uh, and prof, Puerto Rican. Professor, what's your background? Right? Puerto Rican. 
Right. So, I mean, all of us are from families of, of people who came here at different points, right? Came to the place where we live. Um, but it's the amount in the small amount of time that is so damaging to everything because it doesn't just, you know, one of the issues is it doesn't just become a situation where it's hard to find places to live, but it's actually hard to find people who, um, it's hard to find common ground with people if all of a sudden there's 3 million extra people from somewhere else who don't have any of your background and haven't grown up where you have and don't have any of your history, that kind of thing can actually be really, really difficult to, to handle. And I know that that's something that they're dealing with. Um, I know London is having a lot of problems with that too right now because there's so many people, but they're coming in and they're just taking over whole neighborhoods to the point yeah. where the people who are coming in, they're not actually really even learning British society or British culture or anything like that. They're just coming in and taking over whole neighborhoods. And it's, you know, like Jimmy said, it's like a little Baghdad, which, you know, I understand like there's always been little Italy, you know, that kind of thing. But the people who came over from 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 it, from Italy even they did it in a time frame that allowed for most of them to integrate the into society. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, but it allowed for integration, right? And it seems like that's not happening nearly enough in the West right now. People aren't integrating, which that leads to a lot of problems. Like I, I read recently that um, there are actually more young people, more people under 25 who, who were born in England fought for the Taliban over the last five no years, shit. then joined the British army. Wow. That's, that's <clears throat> nuts. That's, that's problems. Th those are the kinds yeah, of things that's... where like people, you know, people need to slowly integrate. That's, that's, that's how you make it work. That's how you make the melting pot work. It, is ha it has to go slow. You know, yeah, you, can, you, you can't integrate if you bring it in, in bunches. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, but anyway, we'll get off of politics. Right. And if you're coming to a westernized country, I just want to say, yeah. if you're coming to a westernized country, it's important for everybody else to, you know, like integrate into, you know, our cultures. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to sound like a prick, but come on. Like, you know what I mean? If, if it was I don't the other, think you it was, sound like a prick, shit. Jimmy. I don't think you sound like a prick. If, if, no, but you if, know what my real issue somebody, is? Listen, if you knew somebody who moved to China and was like, I refuse to learn Chinese, fuck the Chinese. There, there you go. That's my problem. Them, you'd be like, that guy's an asshole. Right. And, but see, that's my issue because if you go to most, like, if you go to a, you know, Islamic country, for example, mm -hmm. you're basically treated like shit. Whereas, you know, we accommodate for, for everybody in our countries, for every race, for every, for every religion. Yet, if we were to do it the other way around, we'd probably get our heads chopped off. Do you know what I mean? So that's like that's that's the issue I've got. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm just saying, man. I mean, it's it's true, is it not? Like you know what I mean? Like, hey, you know listen, I mean? again, like like Chris said, you know, when you come in, the integration it has to be a slow process. But yeah. I will say this: you have to keep what you came from, where you came from. You have to keep some that some of that part of, from that culture a part of you. Absolutely. That's why you and, had and the little Italy's. That's why you had Chinatown. Absolutely. But yet it sure. was an integration of of having the culture you came from to where you are located right now. Mm -hmm. Again, this is a different generation. This is a different political polarizing 
time right now that we are in. And you're right. People are coming in in, in an influx, but they're keeping their, their culture and they want to have it the most dominating part in the location they're at. And they're not yeah. assimilating to it. That's yeah, the problem. That's the word, assimilating. That's exactly the word, Prof. Well done. Mm -hmm. Well, like, you know, like, listen, like Jimmy speaks Greek, right? I can speak you know? fluent Greek, man. Heck, I can even speak a bit of Arabic, man. And I can understand a lot of it. And because Professor Ablasignol? Un poquito, but I do, I, do, I do understand a little bit. Okay, cool, right? And I can, you know, and I understand, like, lots about German history and heritage and stuff like that, right? I, I love the fact that I'm German, right? But if I'm, but I, I will say that, like, I feel like, I, I feel like the way that integration should work is exactly how it's worked with most of us, right? Where, okay, if we're watching a sporting event, right, and let's say Puerto Rico is facing America, right? Prof, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you cheer for Puerto Rico, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and if I'm and if I'm watching <laughs> Germany versus Canada, I'm cheering for Germany, right? And, and don't even have to I, ask me. I don't even have to ask you, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't even have to ask you. But <laughs> but there is a but, but though. But if Canada's if Canada's playing North Korea, I'm cheering. Or any for other country. Absolutely. Right? Okay. So you guys still love the countries that you live in, right? Just like I love Canada. Right. But we all have but we all have like kept a bit of that heritage of where we came from. And that's what no real integration is supposed to look like in the West. And um, that's that's what we need to be moving people towards that kind of integration where like, yes, it's awesome that you still love where your people came from because you should you should be proud of where you come from. Right. But you should also try to learn where you're going, like where you're living. And try to have some love for that too, you know, because again, you don't just get to move to China and speak whatever fucking language you want. You will not be successful. <laughs> yeah. Can that integration work in wrestling? I mean, can you go from <laughs> AEW to New Japan and integrate? I mean, I just want to know. Or New no Japan segment. to WWE? That in, I want to see that integration happen for wrestling. Yeah, that's a <laughs> man. That's that's a good. That is that is that is a good way to move on. All right, so let's let's talk about the night. Let's talk about AEW Dynamite tonight. And the night begins with the opening of the challenging challenge of tournament tournaments for G one <laughs> tournaments challenging challenges. Um, Did I get that right? A, something like that. I'm still confused. What's a continental? Is it noodles? Yeah. Anyone? I prof, have no idea. You're here. I'm I miss the Continental, but even I don't even know what the, the hell they're even talking about. I just call it the AEWG1. That's what, that's what I just call it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly, exactly Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. This is your deck of the woods, Jimmy. This is he, J, Tony Khan, who is a New Japan mark, is giving you the tournament that you like, that you've been looking forward to every year. This is where you should be jumping up and, you, you know, grabbing your titties. Yeah, well, that's true. But, you know, when you've got an original thing and a fucking carbon copy fake and you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not sold yet prof and that's the isn't thing it, but isn't it paying homage to it i know well, it's a carbon copy but isn't it isn't he paying homage to it imitation is. is the sincerest form of flattery absolutely but you know what if if new japan and AEW want such great terms why not call it g1 AEW? like for example or Make a new thing because at the end of the day, imagine this: you had two pools, 
right? And I'm not talking about pools. I'm talking about, you know, <laughs> two two different groups. You got your AEW group. Instead of Team Blue and Team Gold, whatever the hell they had, say AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, G1 Climax. Tell me that wouldn't be great. Maybe. That would, it could be. But then the Why New Japan people already did their tournament. So, you know, you don't want to overkill it for them, too. No, but have it for that tournament, though. Like, literally, yeah. Or something like Todd says. That, that, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. The AEW Continental Challenge G1 Tournament of Champions Tournament. That's yeah. Do you want to wear a shirt that, that says that? You don't want to wear a shirt that says that. <laughs> I'm still, we still got to make a shirt about the I am an AEW fluffer. That was the best. <laughs> When we came up that that was so good, man. Uh shit. Yeah, and actually Liz hit the hit the fucking nail on the head. It isn't What's imitation. This is not flattery. This is just yeah. straight up ripping something off. And listen, totally. if you're gonna come if you're gonna come behind what somebody else has done, and if you're gonna try to rip them off, you need to make it better. If you're just ripping somebody off, it needs to be better than whatever it is that you're ripping off. Okay. And if you can't then you're going to really, really struggle to get anywhere. You know, you know, Pepsi, it's just never going to be on the level of Coca-Cola. I'm sorry. Right. It isn't. Uh, um, here's the problem I have with this, because we can look at it from the AEW standard and I'm, and you know me guys, I'm the, I'm the most objective man, but I have the receipts. How many tournaments has AEW done this year? They have a, they had a tournament exactly. to get, I was gonna say to get a number one well. contender for Grand Slam. They've had tournaments for, you know, for tag teams. They've had tournaments for other things. They've had like maybe four tournaments already before they got to the Continental Classic. So that's the problem with the overkill. At least on the New Japan side, Jimmy, and you can you can attest to this because they got the G1, they got the New Japan Cup, they got the World Tag League, true, and they true. got the Super J Cup. But they're kind of different. It's different yeah, yeah. branding. It's different, like wrestlers and all that stuff so there's a variation that's the word i'm trying to say for new japan there's no variation when it comes to AEW tournaments it's just it's just like killing time and killing a slot <laughs> yeah no you're right it's facts Todd with the comment <laughs> absolutely he says don't don't ask me i don't even watch AEW anymore hey. and you guys are literally the only reason i even follow this nonsense so thanks todd <laughs> we love you thank you and, todd. Uh, absolutely you know if we're just going off of the numbers on saturday you're one of about six hundred thousand people with that attitude so <laughs> fuck that's, that's still a lot what, though <laughs> I, I heard you and Chuck kind of uh you know discussing on your full gear review show where you can find on the pw hustle on youtube which was a great show by the way and you guys were both talking about how what's the percentage of the AEW fan base that actually know new japan track said 70 percent. i think that's way too oh, many no. no way no way 70 percent. sorry track i love you man but i don't agree with that 70 percent is way too high in my opinion i mean chris scoffed clearly also so i, guess I, he agrees. I think i think he might be right for the live crowds I think that that might be accurate. Oh yeah, maybe that's, the people that's who enough. go to AEW shows that might be seventy percent, but the people who watch, no. Otherwise, New Japan would have like six hundred thousand people watching it from the states every week, and they don't. And to they would, fair, and they would do state, and they would do arenas that have ten thousand seaters instead of doing maybe the the one thousand like they do in San Jose and the 
and the clubs in like what was it Vegas or something like that. So I'm not making fun of their attendance, but their attendance is a little bit lower than even AEW well, standards. To be fair, their attendance is dropped. Attendance this is dropped in Japan. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't at one stage. I mean, you know, when, when Kenny and the Elite and all that was still part of New Japan, attendance was up big time, man. Even here, when they came here, they sold out a freaking an 8,000-seat arena, man, which is, you know, not an easy deal for New Japan, and they'd done it twice. So, fair enough, it was a pay-per-view here, but still, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? The point is, when you ha- when the Elite were around, people turned up, man. But now, like Prof said, they're doing it in clubs. They're doing shows in clubs even here. Yeah. And and up in Shit Creek, they're doing shows. Shit uh-huh. Creek, like in little towns, they're doing New Japan. Show. Like what the fuck? Yeah, Why where did they go to where, little towns? Where was the? Oh, it was Impact. But where was the show that Pierce did uh, his? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In uh, Wodonga, bro. Or Wagga Wagga, sorry. Wagga now, Wagga. You hear that name, bro? Wagga Wagga. All right. Now, what does that tell you? Does that sound like a big city? It sounds like Fozzie from the Muppets. <laughs> wagga Wagga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No shit, man. It's on the border between my state and New South Wales, which is where Sydney is. Literally on the border. It's a border town. Why would you do a show there? Impact Wrestling, you doofuses. Then again, they did sell it out, though. So people turned up, man. Yeah. But, well, well, they, they, know the, they know their numbers. They know the, the expectations, and they don't want to embarrass themselves. Unlike another organization who just keeps wow. doing their their weekly shows in 10,000 seat arenas, but only can sell out maybe 40 to 50% of the capacity. That's the problem right there. TK's a stubborn man, Prof. And um, mm-hmm. let's, go, let's, let's continue, though. You're talking about the continental Clearly. Of climaxes, All right. tournaments the, of tournaments. All right. The, uh, climax, the continental climax <laughs> of G1 tournament of America tournament, G1 tournament. Swerve. Oh. Versus lethal in what I thought should be a good match. Uh, Can I object already for just for a second? Why is Swerve in this match already? Shouldn't Swerve Swerve be dead? He like, should be fucking selling that match. What was the whole point of that match with Hangman Adam Page by not only being in his stupid tournament, but he wins anyway, which I'm happy about. But he shouldn't have been on tonight. Okay, you're you're going with logic here. But here, here's a different yeah. question because because the Continental Classic where before even this was even coming into fruition, Jimmy and Chris, remember this. People were clamoring. Well, not clamoring, but, you know, the, the Mark Tard <laughs> podcasters were clamoring for this to say, you better have the 12 best people that AEW can offer for this tournament. OK, I get all that. But you know what? You say why Swerve is there when he had a Texas death match. You know, the, the, the Marks are going to say this. Well, Swerve better win this G1 Continental Climax of Americas. But then here's <laughs> the problem with the logic, Mark Tards. Everybody in this goddamn tournament supposed to, and I'm air quoting, is supposed to win because then as the American fan base, we're going to say everybody's buried who doesn't win this goddamn tournament. So if Swerve don't win, he's buried. If Rush doesn't oh, win, he's buried. God. If Jay White doesn't Jay win, White he's doesn't buried. Yep. So, so look at the matches they another, do, Prof. Wait, 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 wait. Jimmy, wait. Let me just, I'm on a tangent right now. But here's oh, another sorry, problem. You said why Swerve is there. Well, you know what? Why isn't Hangman there? He had a great-ass Texas death match. Why isn't Keith Lee there hey, for his redemption? Why isn't yeah. You know, there's a whole plethora of AEW. Why isn't Wardlow in this goddamn tournament to prove himself? He's busy 
lifting up freaking medals, fucking I don't know what the hell that was a bracket. That's why I, I'm just I'm just saying we from the G1 and I'm going with the New Japan formula, Jimmy. We know that there's going to be a couple of wrestlers in this tournament. Maybe Daniel Garcia, maybe Jay Lethal. They're going to eat the pins. They're going to have the lowest points. That's just the way I'm right, going right, to. Right. And sure. there's going to be this one guy that's supposed to be, you know, that's going to surprise everybody. Maybe that's hopefully that is Daniel Garcia. But if it's not, maybe Roosh could be the surprise. Maybe Roosh, Mark Briscoe could, could be the be the surprise or whatever. We know that formula is going to happen. But again, maybe it looks a little too predictable with who's going to be in the finals, like maybe a Moxley, maybe a uh, Daniel Bryan and stuff like that. So we'll see where it goes. Well, like we said, it was lethal and swerve, and uh, I thought this would have been a good match, but I got to be honest, this one didn't really get out of first gear. Like, these guys, there seemed to be a few times where they were trying to do moves, and the other guy wasn't sure what was going on, so there was, like, stutter stepping, like, what What are we doing? Should I be pinning you? What the fuck is going on? There was at least, like, four or five times in this match where it seemed like these guys were really, really like disconnected, did not know what, what the other guy was doing. Um, I will say that both guys had injured body parts and they got focused on uh, in this match. So uh, Jay Lethal focused on the shoulder and the arm, which was taped up. And that's that's what you're supposed to do. And Jay had like a, an injury to his leg. So Swerve focused on that, that you're supposed to do that. There was a bit of logic here. Um, Swerve wins this match. Um, and I love Swerve. I, I mean, I love both these guys. I think both of these guys are excellent, excellent workers, but I really, really like Swerve, but how in the fuck does he get the win here? Like hmm. you he's, just went he's through, super swift. so he just went through a match that I keep hearing, you know, prof, you talked about the fucking Mark Tards on the internet, right? I keep seeing all these tweets about how this was the most violent match that people have ever seen, and it was so good, and it was just the best match, and blah, blah, fucking blah. Like, I thought the match was garbage. I thought it was just fucking violent for the sake of violence. I didn't I didn't like it at all. And um, <clears throat> But it was violent, right? To their credit, I'll give them that. It was certainly a violent, hard-hitting match. It was right? violent, and it needed to be violent, you know, considering the circumstances, Chris, they, you know what I mean? They, they could have done 25% of what they did and done some things better. And it would have been a much better match. Just saying, um, they did need some violence. I'm not saying that they didn't need some serious. Violence. It wasn't about the beauty of the match to be fair. You know what I mean? Like, and it should have been more brutal than it was. Whoa. It wasn't brutal. It was silly. Okay. If a man breaks into my fucking house and threatens my baby, I'm not bothering to lay underneath him so that I can drink his blood so that I can <laughs> that, look that, cool that on fun. TV. That's fucking ridiculous. I'm not bringing one of my I'm not bringing one of my daughter's paintings to the match so that I can staple it to his forehead so that it can that? look cool. That's not how you do that match. Anyway, I'm not going to I'm not I'm not I'm not going to re-adjudicate the fucking match at full gear. Um but so my issue is like if Jay can't beat a guy who just went through hell 3 days ago, Right. And Swerve isn't going to lose a match in spite of just going through hell three days ago. How are you going to convince me at any point in this tournament that Jay Lethal can win a match? And how are you going to convince me at any point in this tournament that Swerve needs to lose a match? 
It's fair. It's fair call. What you're saying, man, it's true, really, because it's a round robin tournament, right? Because it's this style of tournament, they right. could easily have lost. Had. Right? Jay exactly. gets the win. Exactly. Oh my exactly. god! What a Spot what a on. shock! Jay Lethal gets you're the right. win against against uh, you know a, a former you know main eventer and Swerve Strickland. What a surprise! But also, it doesn't have to bury Swerve. Swerve can still go on and win the fucking tournament if he loses tonight. And Jay can go on and have zero more fucking wins if you just want him to be your fucking guy to take all the losses. But after that fucking match at the pay-per-view, Lowell Swerve wins. It's like a fucking John Cena match circa 2007 (laughs) going on over here. It's fucking (laughs) aggravating. Here's the problem, because... Tony Khan is booking this just like fans who are saying Swerve needs to be pushed to the moon right now because of that match, because of the Texas death match. The logic is out the window because Tony Khan is saying, well, Swerve has got all this momentum. We got to keep it going. Logically, you're right, Chris. He should lose this match against Jay Lethal. But what did I say a couple of minutes before this? I said some people within this formula were going to eat pins. And the name that popped up in my head when I looked at the brackets was Jay Lethal and Daniel Garcia. So far, Jay Lethal, I'm one for one. Until I see what Daniel Garcia does on Saturday, well, I'm not going to see that because I'm going to see Survivor Series, but neither here nor there. But when I see it on the DVR, I'll see if I'm right about Daniel Garcia too. Yeah. Fuck, man. What a And Rampage is also on Saturday, man. Yeah, but again, like God one of the damn. best things about the G one, like I mean, you're gonna love it, right? Wreckage, uncaged. You gotta, it's gotta be the wreck, wreck, wreck. Wait, how are you gonna say survivor wreckage? Uh, oh, yeah. uncaged. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna be sick Something that like day. This <laughs> guy, uh, <laughs> man, that's bullshit. I'm pissed now that I just realized that, man. That's fucked. But like one of the best things, here's the thing, right? I get I get what you're saying, Prof, and you're right. Some guys are just here to eat the pins. But one of the most interesting aspects of the early rounds of the G1 is seeing who's going to get that surprise win, right? And like, there's always that surprise, too. That's that thing. always happens where fucking, I don't, I don't know anyone's name in New Japan. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Where fucking uh, Natsuyori or whatever pins yeah. Sakatoshi. And it's like it's like a big surprise because Natsuyori is usually a fucking clown and he takes all the pins, right? No, no, you're, you're right. It, it's those two. No, Jimmy, it, he's talking about those two young lions. That is the future uh-huh. of New Japan. I don't. Easy. I forget their names too, but I don't. I don't remember that. The one that Are looks like about uh, red shoes. Tanahashi. Red shoes, fucking yeah, yeah. Red shoes. Yeah, the one that looks like kid. Tanahashi. He's the future, and then the other guy that looks like oh, damn it. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I know exactly. Yeah, uh, and they had a good match, and it went to a draw. He, but that right. we didn't have a draw here, so you know, right. someone's exactly. gonna have a draw. Exactly. exactly, exactly. And why not have it be three days after your fucking dude goes to war and gets stapled and loses sixteen pints of blood? Anyway, we'll move on. <clears throat> Next up, we've got MJF and Adam Cole, both looking like old broken men. So, oh yay! Uh, uh, Maxwell brags about. <laughs> yeah, it's a good pop. Hooray! Wonderful. Oh my god, it's it's both Adam Cole and it's better than you, baby. I mean, come on. You wanna Everyone's you wanna talk about feet. super MJF? You know, you talk about super <laughs> swerve. Super MJF is, super has been going strong for the last two super months. Ju- <laughs> that that too. 
the super junior. <laughs> he's super junior. Uh, yeah. That's what we call him. Nagila. 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 All right. Shout out to Jeff Lipman. <laughs> All right. And and Iran, uh, uh, Ben Schlumber. Uh, oh, yes, true. And Ben Schlumber. Where is he? He's not with us tonight. He's, I don't know. He's dodging rockets, probably. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, um, God. Maxwell brags about how he beat Jay White with one leg. Nobody is on the level of the devil. It's odd that he keeps using that moniker, huh, Jimmy? Oh, very odd. I mean, Prof, call me and Chris crazy, but it feels like we're the only two saying it in the IWC, YWC, PWC. <laughs> but you're the man when it comes to that. Are we crazy? But come on, man. Isn't it not obvious that MJF is literally the devil? You mean behind the mask or just in general? Behind the mask. I think he hey, might and that be mask the was... devil behind the mask, yeah. Yeah, behind the mask, man. Come on. It's, you it's you know what? It, it would be nice for him to play this swerve, but you know what? I just think that because of the injury, it was supposed to be Adam. I think you saw it within the so. like promo. It was it is supposed to be Adam Cole. He's trying to he's trying to like let's say humanize the devil. He's trying to make right. him good. He's trying to change his, his moniker. He's trying to change his, his personality and all that stuff. He's trying to weaken, if you know, in quotes, the devil himself. But with the injury, he's got to prolong it. That's why I've been saying, you know, I said it on the PWS. So I said on our text messages, joke. First of all, jokingly, I said storyline wise, there's only three people that make sense in terms of the MJF storyline, at least as a quick fix. I didn't say it's a money maker. It's just a quick fix. First, you got Jack Perry because of what oh. he said to him. Jungle Jack. Right. Second, of course, you already saw him backstage lifting up. I don't know what it was, a, a scaffold, Wardlow. and that's Wardlow. And then the third, which is the worst, but it still makes sense, Sean Spears. But again, what? I will go. Oh. Sean, yeah, there is connections. You got to have connections. That's what AEW is all about. Long-term storytelling connections. Those are the three <laughs> substitutes. It doesn't make money. I get you, but they're the most. Uh, they're the most. They make the most sense. Uh, imagine that. What a. You know why I think it's even more reason why MJF is the devil because right now he's the only one that can take the heat when the fans get disappointed that it's going to be anyone else but CM Punk. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like he's the only one that could take that sort of heat and backlash right now. And, for and run me, with it. And for me, honestly, like the big the big reason why I think it might be him is because he's starting to drift into overacting territory. Yeah, he is. And I Fuck yeah. don't and I don't think he's doing that accidentally. I think that's part of what he's doing on purpose. He's showing you the overacting, right? Like at the post show from the fucking pay per view where he's crying about winning the oh. title and uh, he's crying Come and stuff. On, man. It's like this is not MJF. This is not real. Do you know what I mean? This is not really the character that we know as 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 Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Like I think, he's I really wool, think that he's swerving people. Yeah, but we'll see. He's fucking pulling the. Wool, are you looking? You. But are you looking at it from the interpretation of overacting, or are you looking at it from like I said? That the influence Character of Adam Cole changing everything. him, so it could be nah. it could be a little bit of both. Well, so now be. he's become a softy, like a total softy. Yeah, he's it being influenced more because of his friendship with Adam Cole. So he's being, you know, that's why I say you weaken the devil. But he's being influenced a little bit so much by Adam Cole that you're getting the overacting. And by the way, the, the promo 
this was one of his weakest promos because he was trying to be funny too much. And it, and it didn't even work in the Chicago audience because he it's was trying to a couple you know, of times. It's happened yeah. a couple of times lately with MJF where he like the, the one thing that I, that I really, really liked in terms of promos over the last maybe month or two was the go home show. Jay white was talking to MJF and he was like, Max, this isn't you. Yeah. You're not the hero. You're the villain. And I just thought like, and I think I said it on the show too, like, from a purely character standpoint, like Jay White is a hundred percent right. Like MJF as the good guy is corny as fuck. Like he's a dork right now, man. Straight he's up. a great heel, but he's a uh-huh. corny motherfucker as a face. So facts. And you know what? I think possibly it could be the dynasty that's behind the other masks. It could be Richard Holiday. <laughs> it could be you know Hammerstone. I mean, can you imagine? I could picture that. And we have the dynasty back together again. Yeah, that would be great. But Go then the, it's the same thing with like the New Japan thing we talked about. How many people are gonna know Richard Holiday? How many people are gonna know Hammerstone? <laughs> that's even that, that's even thirty percent of, of an audience that, it, that that doesn't even watch MLW. That, that's true, but at least they look like pro wrestlers. No, they do. I'm just saying, like, is that a great payoff? Except if you're a supermarket hardcore fan that says oh it's the dynasty we're going to get that reunion or it's tk yeah, that, you know, he's, he's capable he's, he's capable of doing this and expecting everybody to know who they are yeah that's true uh, yeah, it's our fault it's our fault we don't know him. that's yeah. that's the problem it's our fault i'm sorry tk you're right exactly. you're right i'm wrong <laughs> exactly you didn't true, watch man. being the elite it's your fault that you don't get it. hey speaking um, of news no more being the elite apparently it's done oh that's 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 too bad uh cole talks about how far he is from being healthy apparently it's a long way uh so they're going to hand over those roh tag titles right because because he's injured and he can't work of course not bro nah no mjf he's going to defend the moment on his own or with samoa joe and whoever i mean come on all right right. well anyway samoa joe uh as mentioned comes out next and he's he's you know He's looking for his promised title shot against MJF. Uh, you know, MJF promised him a title shot, so he's looking for it. Uh, wants to make sure Max honors their deal. And Max says that his response is, blow me. And then Joe, uh, you know, I think appropriately goes to murder MJF. And Cole goes, wait, wait, Joe, let me talk to him. Let, let, just let me talk to him, Joe. And, uh, you know, uh, Max, you, this really isn't you and you're you're a better person than this and you're not you're blah blah fucking blah jesus christ this was stupid um, wait chris 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 I, I hate to interrupt i mean beautiful excellent storytelling from you but you say that he was going to murder him but if <laughs> if if the skirmites who are on the chat if you saw this he was holding mjf like this now to me I don't know. I'm I'm just saying I'm not a pervert here, but he was trying to get that head down so he would blow him. You know, he's trying to get that. He's holding the head. Look at that. See, Jimmy's laughing because he knows there's a little element of truth. He was holding him down because he wanted to bring him his head down. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, look again. Watch the replay. That's all I'm saying. Well, hey, watch the replay for these important, uh, for these important points. Um, uh, anyway, Matt, uh, Cole is like, yeah, you need to honor your word and, and do the right thing. And, uh, MJF says, okay, we can do it right here and right now in Chicago. And then Joe's like, no, <laughs> what Chicago, why, why would we do that? 
Chicago doesn't like that. They're very angry. And he's like, and he's like, oh, don't boo me. Uh, let me tell you why. And it actually, he made sense. He wants MJF at 100%. He doesn't want MJF to be able to say, oh, but I'm injured, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't like that, man. If, you know, the Joe right now that's a total prick should have been like, yeah, I'll take you out right now, done and dusted. Especially that MJF is kind of hurt, per se. You know what I mean? Okay, Fabe. I like this from Joe, actually. I, I like Joe saying, no, no, I, I don't want to beat half of you. I want I want you to know that I beat you. So now um, we've got the moral. He's a moral version of Joe. Like, he's full of morals. And but Joe's always had that kind of. Like, Joe's never been, like, a sneak attack type guy, really. Like He's an in-your-face kind of guy. He, he can he, be. Yeah, but he has done some sneakies in the past. Right. Well, he won't attack you, but he, he still wants yeah. to honor his 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 fights if yeah. you win. So he wants MJF uh, December thirtieth on Long Island. So that's right, on Long Island, not in Long Island. <laughs> on Long Island, idiots. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> oh, shit. so he's on gonna Long take Island. him on 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 Long on, Island in around what as long as it's around Long Island. That's all that matters. Yeah, well, as long as it's somewhere like near Long Island. Yes. Um, <laughs> Max accepts the challenge, and 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 then he's he says something else, and then Joe's like, "No, no, no, no! Listen, listen, MJF, I'm gonna keep you safe over the next month. Between now and when we fight, you're my property. So the devil, he'll have to go through me if he's gonna if he wants to try to hurt you. Um, and he basically just says that." Nobody is going to be fucking with MJF between now and when Joe gets him because Joe wants MJF to be fresh so that he can beat the best version of MJF on December 30th on Long Island. Is that in for Dynamite, by the way? I don't know what that is, to be honest with you. I think it's just a special, yeah, it's just like a special. Why can't they do it at Worlds Collide, whatever the fuck it's called? In the no, it, it's the World End. No, that, that match oh, it is, is World is? Yeah. Oh, Okay, mm-hmm. good, good. Luckily, they've done something right. Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, <laughs> anyway, next up, we've got a we've got a triple threat, uh, or a, a, sorry, a six man match um, <clears throat> with Hook, Orange Cassidy, and Ironhead Shibata versus the former <laughs> Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, was watching with me at this point, and she really did not like Danhausen. She was like, what? She was like, what? Is he scary? No, she was like, that guy is not scary. He looks stupid. <laughs> and I was like, Dan Housen's a clown housing, Chris. I was like, fucking eight year olds don't think this is entertaining. I'm not arguing with people. I'm just pointing it out. Eight year olds didn't find this entertaining. Uh, hey, anyway. nice, and that's the audience. That's the audience that you have to target, Tony. But And the, that audience is telling you that he does not get over doesn't the numbers tell you he doesn't get over and and that will show so anyway yeah they had a match shabbat is a, a fucking mystery to me and i've brought this up before jimmy but if i'm fighting shabbat literally every fucking move i do is going to be focused on his head it's going to be You're ddt's right. and pile drivers all fucking night long and every single match that this guy has should be booked that way and it should become a thing where like he learns how to win countering those moves, right? Oh, you go to hit him with a DDT. Well, he gives you a Northern light suplex and pins you right. 
or you Bambi go to give him a pile driver. <laughs> he does, you know, he, he gets really good at you. You show, you show video of Shibata doing back body drops over and over and over and over and over again so that he can counter the pile drivers, right? Like to, you're right. 100%. But to be fair, generally when he was part of new Japan, cause apparently he's not part of new Japan anymore. Prof. He's actually an AEW contracted wrestler now, which is weird. But, um, but anyway, back to my point. Every time he had a match in New Japan at a time, they would hide that and it would be a special set of rules. So there isn't any head sort of trauma. You know what I mean? Up until now that he's in AEW, that's out the window now, it seems. Before that, they were using those rules with the pure championship. You know, that's how well, they were hiding still, shit. He's still the pure champion, so that rules are still applied. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, there you go. So when he does have one-on-ones, Pure rules aren't headshots. It's just mainly wrestling. So, okay, yeah, this was. But this that. match, I can't tell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With this match, I can't. I can't answer that. I, I don't know. What Hit him with a DDT. Right. Yeah, a fucking punch in the head. And, and you want to talk about this match? You want to talk about this trios match? And you want to talk about mistiming and uh, offset? Oh, All six Christ. of them were off off keel right here because you know <laughs> I was like, what the hell, Hook doing? You know, they were waiting for their spots. It's like Hook, Hook was really lost. He was bewildered. He was like, he looked like he took a lot of headshots. Like, what the hell's going on here? Because it was like, <laughs> look at that. Like, goddamn, they're mistiming a lot of stuff here. And, you know, I'm not expecting a lot from Hook, guys, but you got a lot of good teachers. You got, Jake Hager should be a good teacher here. He should lead this whole trios match. I'm not giving I'm not giving Shibata any credit here. I'm not giving Orange Cassidy any credit, but Jake Hager needs to lead this trios match and tell people where to be and how to do it. And it was very awful. This was a very awful trios match. Yeah, but nobody can understand what Jake Hager's saying. Yeah. He'd be like, take it in this car. Get in this car. He needs subtitles. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, Chris Leclerc joins us in the chat saying Scott Blue's 8 and 0 in Chicago, Illinois, including AW and Ring of Honor. I've never seen Chris Leclerc, but uh, thank you for joining us and finding us here at the PWC. And yeah, she's like 10, and she's moment. like 10 and 25 in the United States, so that don't matter. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So speaking of Jake Hager, uh, he, he couldn't lead the match because he was distracted because Danhausen was wearing his hat uh, so yeah the hat, what happened the to match, that hat? Yeah. didn't he didn't he give it to jericho originally uh from that from that story he he threw it away i thought i thought oh, he threw yeah, it you're away you're right you're right you're right he did he did he threw it away so i guess danhausen where's gtv when we need it You've seen GTV. I mean, you got Dustin Rhodes already in AEW. You can call it DTV for you care, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go read that out. Oh, God. Dylan, or, uh, Todd Brantley wants to know, who's less intelligible, Jake Hager or, or Bob Dylan? <laughs> At least one's got a guitar, so, you know, I guess that's more intelligible. That's right. That's you true. You kind of understand. But no, but really though, man, like what the hell, man? Like, Good stuff. Uh, this match was a nothing match, really. Let's be real. Yes, it was. So let's move on. Adam Cole let's is move. backstage, and 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 Roddy is like, ah, that's <laughs> what he does. That's all he does now. He just goes at him. Uh, 
And um, Adam's like, Roddy, stop it. I'm not your best friend anymore. And then Roddy's like, he doesn't mean that. He's still my best friend. And um, I'm sorry. This is gay as fuck. I am reminded that Tony Khan wrote all of these things. Like every single one of these fucking storylines, Tony wrote in the fourth grade. Yeah, it's childish. It is fucking this is childish, some fourth grade fucking nonsense. <laughs> I don't want to be your best friend anymore. You know, you're my uh... best friend. Here's a giraffe. We can be best friends. <laughs> Let's Strong, be best bro. friends. No, you're not my best friend. I have another best friend, but I don't want you to be best friends with anyone but me. <laughs> like, what in the fuck am I watching, dude? Well, I, school, actually, bro. I see this on Facebook a lot. So this is what people type back and forth. So you're actually <laughs> seeing Facebook typing back and forth uh, on AEW Dynamite. Fuck. It's, it's <laughs> acting out right there. Oh, Jesus. Yep. We are in the social media age. That's what it is. We are in the social media age, and you have to live with that. Have you seen Prof on Twitter, especially on the X? Before I continue. Todd Brantley says his sister is shoot gay, and she wouldn't watch this crap. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Todd, man. We love you, Todd. uh, We love you, Todd's sister. We don't know. We've never met you before. But we love you. You're a, you're an inter- you're an integral part of this show. Hey, and hey, we, and we have gay listeners, man. So hey, like you know what I mean? They don't get offended while we say you know that we're fucking around. Come on, but um, equal <laughs> opportunity th- comedy. Yeah, I mean, we we do comedy about everything. That's because that's how comedy's meant to be. Oh, Absolutely, man. this childish shit has got to stop, man. Like straight up, it, it is just retarded. It's dumb, man. It's getting dumb. It's getting this is why I hate watching today's wrestling. And what I was going to say, Prof, especially because you're on the Twitter a lot. Have you noticed, man, the, the real AEW Mark Tarts, the, the, the full-blown ones that just adore AEW, they'll tell you this shit is some of the best storytelling in wrestling history. And they all fucking believe it, man. It drives me nuts. Well, you know what? This is, I'll say this, and I'm not trying to shill for them, but this is consistent oh, storylines. Now, I didn't say great oh. storylines, it's consistent storylines, which we've all, which was one of my nitpickings of AEW because they don't do a lot of consistency, consistency right there. MJF, the devil, it's consistent. The Adam is consistent. <laughs> but, you know, for the circumstances, Yes, is it childish? Yes, it is. But it is it is comical, and sometimes you need a little bit of comedy. I know that Chris is not laughing at this comedy; it, <laughs> it's not his cup of tea. But there are some people, maybe maybe those seventy uh, percent in the arenas that are already drunk as shit after five beers, they find <laughs> funny. So it works for them. That maybe folks, I have to be drunk as fuck, man, to laugh at that straight up. I mean, but we could thank this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at him. <laughs> He's panicking. He's like, ah, 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 in that picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I mean, sure. Fuck. I'm not sure what friend it was of his in fourth grade that said he didn't want to be his best friend anymore. But like, he's harboring some serious like issues about that. All these years later, he's still very upset. It's the best yeah. therapy, though. P- play it out on TV. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Jesus. Totally. That's what I've learned from that's what I've learned from uh, from social media, too, is just 
put all of your issues out there, like so that the world can see every single issue you have. Every time you have a fight with your girlfriend or anything, just put it on Facebook and and it'll be solved. Yeah. All your I mean, problems. People do will that. Go away. People do that shit, Chris. I mean, they're fucking attention seekers, bro. Just like this fool in TK. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Oh, yeah. So next up, we have Christian. And he comes out to speak a little. He says he's going to be humble in defeat because that's what uh, huh. that's what that's what champions do, right? But he can stand there and he can tell you with hand on his heart, I didn't lose that match. That was true. It was very true. Professor true. did not lose that match. Very true. Jimmy T I... lost uh... that match. Hey. No, it didn't. Sorry, that's not what he said. No. He, he, but he said something very similar about Nick Wayne and also Luchasaurus, um, saying that Luchasaurus lost that match for their team, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna recreate them in the image of himself because there he's, <laughs> he's their <gone>. dad. <laughs> um, Luchasaurus's new name will be Kill Switch, which for me, I thought it was Swerve Kill Shot. Kill, kill shot would be good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He's, he's under gonna that be mark. kill switch, which <laughs> isn't any less ridiculous than Luchasaurus. So that's you know fine. what? I prefer that than Luchasaurus, man. Straight up, I don't mind it. Yeah. Well, one of them sounds like a dinosaur, and the other one just sounds like <laughs> someone who wants to kill people. So I guess. Oh, wasn't wasn't kill, was kill switch his finishing maneuvers? The name of his yes. finishing maneuvers. So that's you know. Right. It's just to you know demean Luchasaurus down even more that he's just now a finishing maneuver and not his <laughs> his his personality of being a dinosaur. That's right. <laughs> Nick Wayne will be renamed the Prodigy. Uh, no, he should have he should have called him the the favored son or some shit. You know what I mean? Shut up. Or, that was the the basic idea that he was trying to get over. Or he should have called him Helios. That's son in Greek get it yeah but then nobody but the greeks would get it <laughs> no nah, man come on Heli you know what helios come on bro there's already a hundred thousand anal jokes that only the greeks oh, get we don't need on. any more jokes <laughs> that only the greeks understand oh, uh <clears throat> screw you chris all right so janet comes <laughs> to the ring janet by the way is nick wayne's mom um nick wayne did, did you mention it's got it going these? on Uh, about you know the Colin Kaepernick sort of uh, <laughs> segment or part, you know when no. they dropped on their knees. Yeah, they both got on their knees and yeah. um, gave their. their well, one, to well, one was willingly. Nick Wing was willingly, yeah. but he was forced yeah. to get up because you know the prodigy doesn't uh, get bent on his knees. It was Luchasaurus <laughs> that uh, Christian wanted him to get on his knees, and he called him a dork, and he called him a piece of you know not piece of shit, but like. Pretty much uh, put him down <laughs> and made him get on his knees. But you know what? I'm going to call it now. Janet is joining Christian Cage soon. I guarantee it. I said this weeks ago. I think she will. God, I hope so. That would be hilarious. Here, here's the problem with the, this segment. And, and I blame this on the cameraman. This is where Kevin Dunn, his beauty, the way he would work, it would be great. Janet coming down to the ring, I want to see titties flopping. So the cameraman is supposed to focus on Janet. He didn't. Focus coming on down the, the titties, ring, cameraman. I want some titties. That's all I want. 
Yeah. Instead, we get a whole ass bunch of cocks. And ass and titties. That's, that's dicks all we want. Dicks and dicks. Dicks and dicks. That's all I see in AEW. That's yeah, true. All right. Oh, so, I thought anyway. you were singing for that. I was like, wow. wow. Oh, I'm Jimmy not singing. Doesn't. He's Greek. <laughs> he was, oh, okay. Oh, fuck. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> God damn it, pals. So, all right. <laughs> Uh, Janet gets hurt because there's some shoving because Luchasaurus like got in the way and he wasn't going to let Christian hurt her. So, and then Christian shoves Luchasaurus and then Janet falls down and then, and then uh, sets up for a concerto. Uh, but, uh, but edge makes the save and then, and then he hits the concerto on Nick Wayne uh, to end the segment. This is where it went downhill. The minute edges music hit, I kid you not, it went straight down. I kid you not, and I love Edge, but the second he hit Nick Wayne, right, in front of the mother, I thought he was so, like, you know, he was there to be the savior, right? But instead, in front of his mother, he does a concerto onto Nick Wayne. Onto, like, a 14-year-old kid. It's not cool. (laughs) Don't do that. No, but really, isn't that weird? In front of his mom. Right, like, that's what I mean. It, it takes you out of the the segment a bit. That it lost it, me. If I, if I would nitpick on that, because I think this was the best segment of the night for oh, everything. It was what by Christian a mile, one hundred percent. I agree with that. Where you're, where you're saying what what uh, Christian did, and and uh, not Christian, um, what Edge did to Nick Wayne. I would have done a little bit. Well, it could have been because Janet doesn't know her timing or doesn't know how to do it yet or needs some acting lessons. She was married but to a professional wrestler I, and her son is one. No excuses, bro. No, no. Buddy Wayne is not a <laughs> is not a great, you know, he wasn't oh, on TV true, that's enough. True. That's the problem. Now, yeah. Janet, if Janet was in the WWE circle or, or you know, was had given more timing, Janet would have crawled over near Nick Wayne to try to prevent no, Edge to do crying. it. Right, right do no exactly. cry. And then with Edge being so like psychotic and so like tunnel vision because yeah, he, he'll do that he, he's looking, he's, <laughs> you know, Nick Wayne is on the floor, but he's seeing Christian in his head, in his face, in his head, right, right, in his right, eye. Right. Then you put the concerto and then you can see right. some fake ass crying from Janet. You just needed right, better right. acting from Janet to do it instead of Fucking being, idiots. you know, being in the, in the corner. But again, that's just my nitpicking. No, but you're 100% spot on, man. And it's that simple. It is really that simple. But this company, I'm telling you, they don't think, man. Just little Tiny things little like details. that is what they don't know. Right. It's Tiny little details take a segment from being, all right, to, oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. But that was a good like Prof said, it really was the best segment of the night. It was probably the best thing of the night, to be fair. It really was. So, but, yeah. Like Prof said, it's those little things that take me out of it. Edge, you know, if he had the long hair still, he would be biting his hair as he's about to do it. Like, do you know what I mean? You can picture she's crying. Like, no, no. And he's biting his head, doing that. You know, he does that look and he's grabbing his face. None of that. We didn't get any of that shit, man. Like, it's little things like that. But Tiny yeah. details, like I said, go from, ah, uh, to, that was good. Um. Anyway, Anna Jay is backstage and she's, She's mad because the appreciative society of appreciators are too focused on their own stuff, and she has a match, and she wants them to focus on her. Eh. And then, uh, what was his name? Who had a uh, like a sex pick uh, from a, a Angelo, movie show? 
Yeah. It wasn't even a weird, sex pic. Man. If it had He's been a picture weird. of Ruby Soho in lingerie, I would have been like, okay, I get why he's distracted. No, it's just a regular picture of her, like a face shot. And I don't she's mean like, like a, Libyan, and bro. I don't mean like a page circa WWE face shot. I mean just like a regular picture of this woman's <laughs> face. Damn, I wish it was the attitude era for so we could get the page kind of shot for Ruby Soho. Yeah, that that would have right. been Beaver Cleaver all over again, prof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was. But this is, anyway. but this is AEW. This is the Warner Brothers Discovery. They allow <laughs> a lot of things. They allow blood. You know, people drinking blood. They can't allow a lingerie pick a, on a text message. I can't. Can't understand this company. Well, back when WCW was around, they didn't allow freaking the word shit on their show on their networks. To think they've gone full circle suddenly blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And now we can watch live as someone. You know, gets hepatitis C. That's awesome. Uh, Anyway, next up, another tournament match between Roosh and Jay White. Everybody banned from ringside as per the rules. So Jay will need to avoid Roosh and his offense some other way. Keep that in Mm. mind. All right. To start off the match, the two men did, uh, uh, you know, double shoulder block, but where they stand up and just look at each other, right? And then they did it again, right? Roosh was like, go, do it again. You know, and then they did it again, and they did the shoulder block thing where they both stand up. And then Roosh said something in Spanish. And and then Roosh said something in Spanish, (laughs) leaned down, and tickled Jay White's balls before Jay White hit the ropes for whatever he was doing. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. I swear, Go back and watch the fucking replay. He leans, he just reaches down and tickles Jay White's balls and tells him to hit the fucking ropes. <laughs> Did you see that, Prof? I didn't. I missed that. I must have missed that, too. Must have been on a delay. I don't know. My, my, my TV replay. Promise it happened. Really? No shit. Oh, I'm going I'm to check that out. That's weird, man. Just tickled Dude. his balls. <laughs> I like Roosh. I love Jay White. And this was a great match. It really was, but now the tickling of the fucking testiculars. Yeah. <laughs> that, sure that's already that's already five and a quarter stars for Dave Meltzer with the tickling <laughs> the ball move. Well, cool, it was exactly cool. the kind of match that he likes because it was just chops and spots from here on out. Just I'll chop you and you chop me and look at the chops. Chop, chop, chop. Well, we can all chop one chop, big chop, family. Chop. Just one big choppy family. And, <laughs> with uh, a knickknack patty whack. Give a wrestler a, a chop. chop. <laughs> can we can we just say this because you know again I understand the Continental Classic and I understand that you know one on one no interference and all this stuff. But remember, we just this is the fallout from Full Gear. You had a man who lost in the main event against a man who you know you know went up on a ladder. You know gave his body and all that stuff. You know put his body on the line and all this stuff. Now we get this match here. It's almost feels like a throwaway for two guys here. It just Wait, felt why like... was this match booked? It's bad booking, bro. Like you're right. These two shouldn't have faced off right now, especially they've both got a bit of momentum right now. You know what I mean? Especially even Roosh. But no. And you've, you've got this people, match straight away. And you've got people who weren't on the pay-per-view that you could have just booked right. in matches. This could have been Roosh versus Daniel Garcia, and Roosh could have went over. And, oh, hey, look at that. Roosh has a bit of momentum now moving forward. Nope. And he did. 
Exactly. But but look, the thing is, you know what I hate? Roosh dominated this match, but still lost. That's that's how Roosh works, and it's also I'm I learning. Know, and that's more how Jay White, how Jay White works White that way works. too, right? Yeah. No, you're right. It's true. It's true. Jay White, that's his type of match. But with these two, you can't have that type of match, man. The finish was okay. I will we'll go right into the finish. Uh Jay White basically interrupted the bullhorns by sort of twisting the referee around. So the ref had his face towards the uh turnbuckles, and then Roosh was trying to turn Jay around. Jay turned around, gave him the old dick kick, and then hit him with the sister Abigail for the one, two, three. So Jay wins via cheating, which is exactly how Jay White should win his matches. And Roosh looked pretty good. I mean, he looked like a really solid contender moving but forward. If you believe Jay White is, is a solid contender. So, yeah, the match was uh, good. This, I one's this, match. A, this one's a tough one because of who we've got in this Continental Noodles tournament of the G1s, whatever the fuck. Um, you can go with Moxie, you can go with White, you can go with Rush, you can go with, I can't remember others, but the point is, someone is, oh, and Swerve, someone is going to look bad in this, in this tournament, in the end, in my opinion, because you've got a lot of guys that are hot right now that are going to be way cooled off come by the end of the tournament. And how long does this tournament go for, Prof? Until World's End, that's when the finals happen. Oh, and the world ends. Fuck, thank God. Mm. Then why don't they call it the World Ends Climax or something? Well, you know, maybe trademark. IP, you know, that's a very expensive thing. You know, Tony Khan might be a billionaire, but, you know, he can't pay for everything. He can't well, buy the world. It, they keep look, they keep saying on TV that it's like a World Cup, like a soccer World Cup. Well, then, God damn it, G2 World Climax. War III. All that. <laughs> world War Three, like WCW. Could have been that because it's like a World Cup. Well, you know, since they're going to be the whoever wins this is going to be the triple crown champion with three belts. So, you know, they're going to have a lot of dicks. More like they're going to have a oh, lot yeah. of baggage. That's G3, another issue. Yeah, G three. G three. Okay, climax. triple crown climax, continental noodles. I, I fucking have no idea, but it could have been anything but that. Point is, how does this work? They said they were going to elaborate later in the show. I heard Excalibur say it, but then I didn't hear Excalibur explain. What it means with them three bouts being unified. What happens? Like, no more Ring of Honor World Championship then? No more New Japan Strong Championship? And now it just turns into the Continental Championship? I'm confused, boys. Someone give me what's going on. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a champion that's going to be in three organizations, even though AEW and ROH is still the same thing. But three. this champion is going to go to New Japan Strong and defend the Triple Crown Championship at and at a later date and stuff like that okay and then what happens with the ring of honor and new japan belts are they still going to get defended separately right it's consolidated you could say into one <laughs> that's why you're the triple crown I'm, champion i'm triple confused man this <laughs> i have no idea what's going on with this company man i just don't i have no i i just i I don't have a clue. What do I know? You would, you would understand this after a couple of beers. That's why you would understand this Triple Crown uh, Fair point. G1. Oh, no, pong. no. The Triple Crown <laughs> G3, as Chris has said. This is the G3 tournament. I'm going to keep. I'm gonna use that one. Can I steal that the one? G3. You can steal it. Go for it. Literally anything <laughs> I ever say is fair game for people to steal. I, I really – I'm pretty sure Jim Cornette steals like half of my material. It's cool. I don't care. 
You're welcome to it. Yes. Anybody can That's have funny. it. <laughs> What's up, I'm Barney? literally flabbergasted, boys. I, I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah. Well, I do like Todd Brantley's question. I'm going to just amalgamate them and not put them up on screen because it's easier. He said, oh, I almost forgot. What is the winner supposed to get? Title shot, opponent of their choosing, a year's supply of DK's Coke. What exactly? Hey, that wouldn't be bad. He's gonna get. He's gonna get three belts that are gonna become just one belt, but probably not. And he'll probably carry around three belts for at least another year before actually unifying the belts that have been unified. Well, our very own T and Kupina wants to know: Could it be the beginning of unifying AW and Ring no. of Honor belts? I have no. no idea, to be honest, John. No, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. And here's why. Um, every belt, match has belt, to have belt. a championship. Yeah. yeah. Every everyone needs a belt. Tony Khan is the fucking Oprah Winfrey of professional wrestling. <laughs> you get a belt. You get a belt. Everyone gets a belt. In, in terms of logic, Josh, why would you unify the ROH heavyweight championship with the third tier New Japan title, which is the open <laughs> strong championship? You would merge the new japan uh, the iwgp championship if you would do that they're not new japan ain't that dumb ain't that stupid you could give them the the weakest title which is the new japan strong title Absolutely. you just actually this is the funny thing you actually have just recognized that the roh heavyweight championship doesn't mean dick when you're merging it with the new japan strong championship which is the lowest bottle feeding championship of new japan stock Absolutely, yeah. you know why you just got smart. The WCW World Heavyweight <laughs> Championship and European Championship will be unified. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? What makes New Japan smart? When if AEW ever come to them with shit like that, right? Where they with tickets like no, 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 Bushi Road. That's not the right championship. We're talking about IWGP. They be like, no, I don't understand English. English, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. You know what I mean? That's what they'll be saying. Or they'll be like, hey, strong, strong belt. Yeah, hey. You know what I mean? No, 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 Bushy Road. I'm talking about the IW. No, no, New Japan strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I speak a little English, <laughs> yeah. but fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Johnny Enright for that one. Good stuff. All right. Next up, we get a video of Big Bill uh, and Starks beating the crap out of true, Chris but... Jericho. Ha. <laughs> Why? They just felt like it because they're number one contenders. Because Chris Jericho interrupted them at the at the post show. <laughs> Where was Kenny? Uh, you know, mending what? his wounds. J- oh, Jimmy, I see. You know what, Jimmy? Just let me enjoy Chris Jericho getting beaten up. All right. Don't ask <laughs> too many questions. By a four-eyed idiot. Like, look at the way Big Bill looked like a fucking goose, bro, with those glasses. Yeah, he's trying to add a little, yeah, again, I'm not defending it, but he's trying to add a little character to himself, and he's trying character. to get away from the... Yeah, you know, put a little glasses on, have a little... Add, inject a little humor with, with him and, and Ricky Starks, you know. Everybody's going to so keep calling now. him Cass. Everybody's going to keep saying Cass, and he's gonna they're going to try to, you know, inject the Enzo, you know... I've Give I've been doing that. that I won't lie. I'm not gonna lie. I've been doing that. Ricky Starks is Ricky Amore from now on, from full gear on. He's that's who he is. Well, see, that's why he's trying to inject a little humor into it. 
Big you can't Bill teach that. in the glasses <laughs> still look better than Chris Jericho, who looks like a 50-year-old lesbian. So, <laughs> good stuff. Oh, shit. Right, so next up was my own personal highlight of the night. I know you guys said that you liked the segment with Christian and Edge. This was my personal highlight of the night. RJ City and Renee Paquette come out, uh. and they're here to present the AEW Women's World Championship. And this is all played like an old school Academy Awards uh, moment. It's great. Uh, they announced that the winner is Timeless Tony Storm. It goes into the whole like she's sitting in the audience and it turns black and white and she's surprised and oh my god, I won! Oh my god, this is wonderful! And she comes up and the crowd's just <laughs> loving her. Um, fucking Tony Storm is like. I, I'm not kidding, Jimmy. When we get when we get to the end of year awards, I might have to suggest that at least we need to talk about Tony Storm as AEW's like saving grace for this year. Like she might honestly be their MVP. That's how good she is. That's how much I love this nonsense that that they're doing here. This made me laugh. This made me legit chuckle in my seat while I was watching it. Because at first I was like, what the fuck are they doing? What do they mean awarding the AEW Women's Championship? I was like, didn't Tony Storm just win it at the fucking paper? And then they went to her sitting in the audience and they had the fucking lights come down. And it was just like, ah, oh, they got me. They got me. Okay, good. Good stuff. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that is why... When I do, do the professor's perspectives every year, I added a new category, the MVW. So, Chris, you could steal this one, most valuable wrestler. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to recognize certain people. And it's not about stats, not about wins and losses. It's about what they do and their contributions to TV. So, you know, Tony Storm is one of those nominees for MVW. Just, to, you know, a little spoiler alert for all the uh, professor's perspective uh, fans out there. I like Stop. MVW. That's actually quite good. Very smart. We, we, we might have to steal that. Um, <laughs> we might have to steal that one. <laughs> you, Tony go says ahead. She's embarrassed. She's, I'm so you embarrassed. Know you know what would have been more funny? You, you know what would have been more funny? Even for the, This is just nitpicking, but I agree with you. This is the second best segment of the night. When they said we're going to present the AEW Women's World Championship, they should have had nominees. Hikaru Shida. Oh, they should have oh had Nyla God. Rose. They should have had Rio. Oh. As, as just, just put the faces up there, and then you just see Tony Storm sitting there. And have like a drum roll. Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. How see, did that fuck that I not Tiny that? details that could have taken this from, okay, that was pretty good, to this was fucking fantastic. And picture this. Right. Picture this. When she gets the belt, you hear, you know that music they play when they win the award? Like, uh -huh. Uh -huh. whatever the fuck. Like, you know, that high sort of, like, you want something type of music. Uh -huh. That would have been money, right, if they did that. Like, full on, like, like it's a Golden Globe or some shit, you know what I mean? And she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, you know what I mean? Great. Everyone's booing the shit out of her. It was, it was still like, good. It was still good. Like, it was, it was still really good. But, yeah, I mean, tiny, tiny details can take a segment from being good to being, like, we need to talk about this as maybe, like, one of the best segments like of of this part of the year you know what i mean like but you again really... boys like we said on the full uh the full uh, pay-per-view review show chris 
Yeah. Is everything set at such a low fucking, you know, such a low bar that, you know, we like this Tony Storm thing because everything else sucks. Prof, yeah, I'm going to ask be, you that question. Might that's be what I'm saying because that's how where, I feel. Yeah. We like it in spite of itself, maybe. Right. Because everything else just sucks. Well, the bar is so low, so you can only go but up. So that's that's the thing. I but, guess. you know, Tony well, Storm. It is, it is Tony Storm, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there was one one year where Tony Stone took pie in the face, and now this this year, oh yeah, she, she's, she's receiving the AEW Women's World Title. So you know, she she's getting she's she's having more fun with this. You could tell she's having more fun with the character. She's embracing the character, and, and you know, these black and white segments. I think it it will get better. She's we haven't even she hasn't even tapped to the potential of what these black and white segments can be. She's not even scratched the surface with that. It's going to get better, I think. I, I've said that there's so much better they can do with this stuff. They can be so fucking entertaining with this. Nice. Anyway, she thanks Anthony Khan and also Warner Brothers uh, for giving her the opportunity, which I thought the fact that she added Warner Brothers in to a segment where she's essentially like accepting an award for uh, yeah. this is great. This was perfect. This was so good. Um, but then she's she's interrupted by Dark Sky, um, who's here for her match that she has next. Sorry, um, you might not quite understand that joke, Professor, but <laughs> Dark Sky. Is the new persona of Sky Blue uh, since she became like all emo? She's no longer Sky Blue on this show. She's Dark Sky. Gotcha. And she's got a gr- she's got a grungy sort of new theme now. Suddenly, yeah. It's like what the hell. It's got it's got the fit with the darkness. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's fit. It fits. Gotta fit. Sky. All right. Next up, we've got a triple threat match. Uh, it's with Dark Sky. Taking on Ruby Soho and Anna Jay, and man, we've talked about two sh- two matches already where people didn't know where their fucking feet were. <laughs> oh boy, this was. Keep... They continue to do this, bro. They continue to put the greatest bitches in in a match, except for Ruby. She's you know triple she's not the greatest. Are, but... Triple threats are difficult anyway. Okay. I've seen three really good wrestlers go out there and have miscommunication during a triple threat. This was really bad. There was moments where girls were like clearly standing, waiting for their spot, just like waiting, going, okay. Oh no, you got to finish your DDT first. Okay. Now your DDT. Okay. Now it's my turn to jump in. Okay. Here we go. It's like, holy fuck. Amateur hour bullshit. Ruby Soho cannot be the the best fucking worker in a match. It's a bad situation. Um, anyway, you, you have a, you have a problem. You have a problem here with Anna J, where you could tell Anna J still needs a lot more reps. She needs a lot more matches under her belt, which she doesn't have. Sky Blue. I know that Sky Blue has a lot more, let's say, more experience with the indie scene, but you could tell she was waiting for her spots too. And Ruby is supposed to lead this match, and she can only do some, but she can't lead two. She can lead one. She can't lead two. So you know, I can't. I can't give Ruby. She's not even the greatest at doing that either. To be fair, Professor. No, I I got you. I'm just saying, but she can't lead two, and when she has to, you know, get her spots into 
herself. So, you know, you had the underlying storylines on the outside with Ruby Soho and Kuhan Luke and all that stuff. So you had that. And then you had finally a, a page, you know, appearance where I haven't seen her in a while. So it was like, you know, are you going to do that outcast kind of like, you know, underling storyline so it, it is what it is but this was a throw mat throwaway match itself and wait a minute i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh a f for the feminists out there where's the women's continental classic where is that yeah yeah Could, yeah where is it you need you you're talking about women who need matches a women's continental classic would have been fine with this here it yeah. sounds like a cooking freaking segment if anything continental. they should they should do it on dark <laughs> Because I don't want to see it. They they should definitely have it, but I don't want to have to watch it. <laughs> well, you know what? You got you got three hours for Honor Club. You could do the whole thing there. Yeah. Right. That's right. Do it during the Honor Club. Then there's no chance anyone watches it. It's awesome. That's perfect. That's wonderful. No, but really, I mean, we got Velvet Sledgehammer. I mean, sorry, Red Velvet that has a, she wears an apron. She literally comes to the ring wearing an apron now. So stir, why not stir ask, it up? You got, you got to stir it up. Cook off. Got to stir it up and have a cook off. Continental so, cook off with the women. I have another question about this match, just because I like I realize we don't need to spend time on this match, but I have a question about this match. At one What's point, at, at one point, Angelo uh, grabbed Sky Blue's leg, right? And uh, but the but the announcers said, "Wow, but." You know, yeah, but there's no disqualification in a triple threat match. And I just went, then why didn't 2.0 just come down here with bats, beat up the other two women, and let Anna Parker get the pin? Or, or like, or, 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 or like, why didn't Soraya just like jump in the ring, like right as the bell was ringing, and just spray the other two girls in the face with her fucking like spray can stuff? Because I, if there's no DQ and you have outside help, how the fuck do you lose the match? Because AEW. I mean, how I keep saying it, Todd keeps saying it. I mean, as you said, no Chris, as you've always said, Chris, it's the little details. Even though what didn't happen is the little details of what Excalibur shouldn't have said. That's the problem right there. If Excalibur didn't say it, then you wouldn't have these questions. You're right. You're right. If he wouldn't, it, just don't fucking bring it up. Like, there are some times when, you know, <clears throat> Bin Hamin has a, has a wonderful thing that he likes to say, a wonderful saying. And it's, uh, it's something that he learned a long time ago in, in wrestling locker rooms the world over. Never miss an opportunity to shut the fuck up. So that's, that's pretty much that on that. But all right, we'll move on. Wardlow is backstage and he's lifting up heavy things. Is Wardlow broke? I keep seeing him lifting up like really weird things. Why doesn't he just get some weights? I don't understand what, why he keeps lifting up random stuff backstage. He hasn't made enough. He hasn't made enough in his GoFundMe account to get the weight equipment that was lost in his car. Yeah. No one's donating. So. <laughs> Have you noticed he's kind of shrunk a little bit, or is it just me? I, I think it's just because he's in because he's backstage and he's not like squashing. Not I think he's Probably. just not squashing people. I think he's still pretty big. Um, Ar Fox uh. is like, hey man, 
I know what you're doing and you're mad at the world because like I was mad. Like <laughs> mad I was the world. I was mad too, man, but like you don't you don't have to be <laughs> and then Wardlow was like, Oh yeah. And then he headbutted him. And I thought this is the best that use cool. of AR Fox ever. Yeah. That was cool. That that I'm cool with because at the end of the day, if you're named after a fox, I'm sorry, but that's how you should be treated. Is he named after a fox or after a rifle? All aerial fox. Mm. No, it's neither or. He was just a sacrificial lamb. It's AR is not all aerial. <laughs> Man, Armalite rifle. Is it? Yes. Really? Armalite. So he's rifle. a gun. Yes, Armalite rifle. By the way, Irish. Oh, that's why it sucks. Now I get it. Fuck you. <laughs> the AR is like the best rifle in the world. So he's meant to be a gun for real. That's that's. I look at so. his, look at his gear, Jimmy. It is kind of like you know army esque. And why? Because he wears. It, it goes with. Yeah, it goes with it. It goes with his name and it goes with his persona. Now, who wins a a fist fight? Who brings their fist to a gunfight? Well, just the little details, very much. <laughs> well, my point is, the gun never wins. I'm just saying. It's another one of these Nine questions w. for like, for like, what? Why did Hangman want to drink someone's blood instead of just bringing a pistol? He he's supposed <laughs> to be a fucking cowboy anyway, right? <laughs> not Hangman's a vampire. We already know yeah. that he's a vampire. Yeah. The new leader of the brood. He's edging Christian soon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Main event time. Uh, it's the third <laughs> tournament match of the night, and it's Mark Briscoe versus John, John Moxley. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah. I don't know. It was It's kind of what you'd expect from both of these guys. They hit each other real hard. Um, no selling. It's not a lot. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. At one point, Blood. Moxley hit that fucking double arm DDT, and then Mark just legit like popped back up and hit him with a drop kick, and then but they did a double down. I'll give that an exception because the commentators covered him up pretty well. They they said, or Excalibur said, it was he's a gentleman. You know what I mean? He, he popped right back up, and that makes sense. Sometimes no, that doesn't. can happen. No. I'm, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt, Chris. It for doesn't my make own sense. sake, Chris. It doesn't make any sense if you've ever been involved in combat sports. Nobody gets knocked out and then I'm lands a knockout punch, and then the both guys fall down. down. That's not how that I works. Tried. I tried. We, we've seen, I tried. We've seen in AEW matches where people kick out at one. So, you know, I'm not surprised that Mark Bristol got I tried. Up. God damn it, pal. <laughs> now, you're right. You're both right. Fuck it's this true. company. Mark at one point does kick out of a Death Rider, which the crowd bid on. That like the crowd legit thought that that second one was the finish, and it wasn't. He kicked out, and the crowd was like, "Whoa, mind um, blown, man!" Yeah, um, match of the then, year candidate for sure. And then curb stomp into a Death Rider gets the win for Moxley. I, I'm, I'm being, I'm being kind of belligerent about the match because there were some things about it that were annoying, but I really like Mark Briscoe. So like this wasn't a terrible match. It was it one of the more passable John Moxley matches in the last couple of months, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, there was definitely some nonsense going on here. And 
the way that the match ended, it ended. And then there was so much time that I thought something was going to be said or somebody was going to do something. What do you mean by so much time? There was a bunch of time afterwards. And Moxley's just no, kind of walking around the ring. It was overrun. It was overrun. Right. But like, why? I, because I because the other segments took too long. So that's why they had to make us for some time. I mean, just like the way that it ended was just very anticlimactic. I really like the way that they were showing it was like, okay, there's the win, and here's Moxley. He's up, he's celebrating, he's outside the ring, he's inside the ring again, he's outside the ring again, he's starting to walk back into this back into the thing. And it's like, well, something's gonna happen because they're staying on this for no fucking reason for like an extra three minutes after the end of this match. And then it just nope. Goes to black. You, I was like, you can't, you, but you can't really do a storyline within the, this is this is actually a faux pas with the Continental Classic because they said no outside interference, one on one straight match. So you can't really inject a storyline. Maybe like I think you're looking for House of Black. You're looking for the you know the lights go out and maybe like Malachi Black in the ring, give him a kick and then leave, or which could make a lot of sense. I just look at it from this mat from the standpoint of a Continental Classic match, and Jimmy, let me let me throw this to you. I look at Mark Briscoe; he's going to be the Ishi of this tournament. He's just going to have these hard hitting matches. He doesn't have to win, but he might right. steal a win here or there. But he's going to be the guy like the MVP of the Continental Classic because he's going to have these banger matches. That's the way I look at it from that standpoint. Uh, no, you're spot on, and that, and that makes sense, and I'm cool with that because he doesn't need to be in the top three, but he's there to be the, how do I put it, the, the guy that sort of ruins it for certain guys, if that makes sense. But the spoiler. But, right, right, exactly. The spoiler, exactly. But literally, he spoils it for the top end guys, but he doesn't get anywhere near that top three, but he's there to be the spoiler, and I'm cool with that. For sure. Mm-hmm. What's up, Mike? What's cracking? Thanks for joining us, man. And I guess what I was what I was expecting wasn't even necessarily something to do with the match. It wasn't even necessarily something to do with Mox. But there was like almost three minutes at the end of the show where there was just nothing. And I mean, that's a good place to put like um, <clears throat> the devil just attacked so and so backstage because they couldn't find or they couldn't get to MJF because Joe was protecting him or whatever, right? Or whatever else. Do you know what I mean? Insert storyline here. It just felt a little flat for me, which was unfortunate because this uh, we'll get into we'll get into letter grades here, guys. I th- this wasn't like a bad night of wrestling. There, there it actually was wasn't, things on it here, wasn't, right? Right, like there was some things on right. on this night where I was like, okay, that was good. I liked that. Right, there was some competent pro wrestling in there. So, yes, yeah, some of the decisions weren't great, and you know, this wasn't like a great night. But I'm gonna say it's a C minus tonight. Like this wasn't a bad night. Like there are nights when I watch Dynamite and I go fuck i wish i would have done literally anything else with my two hours like i wish i would have like intricately cut my fingernails for two hours instead of watching dynamite right this wasn't one of them yeah right yeah Yeah, like really i mean it takes two hours fuck if it takes you two hours (laughs) it better be fucking intricate um do it slow yeah but yeah dude this was this was an all right night of pro wrestling I really liked the Tony Storm segment. That made me fucking laugh like a bunch. And uh, yeah, we got a couple of good hard-hitting matches. 
even if some of the decisions weren't how I would have done them, wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> Todd Brantley, <laughs> comment king continuously. Um, but yeah, man, I'm going to give it a C minus and say they can do better. But it's been two weeks in a row now where they've had half decent shows, like at least half decent shows. Um, Jimmy, we'll go with you first, and then Professor can tell us what his uh, letter is. Yeah, I agree with you. Exactly what you said. That's how I felt. C minus, and it really wasn't a, a bad, bad show. To be honest, um, it's been one of the better shows in the last couple of weeks for me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'll definitely give it a C minus. I pretty much liked exactly what you what you boys liked, except when we were discussing about the Tony Storm part, you know, when you brought up the certain things, Prof, it just killed the whole segment now for me because really it was those little things that would have just topped it off. Unfortunately for us, this company doesn't seem to think that far ahead or that simply. So we end up losing. But hey, TK, if you ever hear us, thank us later for, for the tip. You could pay us down the road. But uh, hey, he might listen. In. He's been calling out Vince Russo, so who the fuck knows? But yeah. It's those little things. And I love the I love the, the Rush Jay White match, except I just didn't like the booking of that match first up. But that's just me. I thought that match was gonna be a lot better. I saw that match and I thought, wow, this is gonna be good, and then it was just kind of alright. Um Prof, what did you think, man? What's your letter grade for the night? You know what? I'm gonna be objective here because I gotta hybrid the matches and the segments. So for me, I'm gonna give it a C plus because I think the segments over overtook the, the wrestling matches and again with the wrestling certain wrestling spots where people look like confused they look lost they were waiting for their spots so I got to take points off of that but again the segments saved the night so that's why I'm going to give it a C plus. All right, all right. Well, hey, it's a it's a C. Basically, it basically averages out to a C for it for AEW tonight. So, uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for being here, Prof. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show and everything. And, and uh, yeah, just bringing your knowledge. And, you know, like we said, there's a couple of segments there where, as we're discussing it, Prof is like, okay, here's some good ideas. You know, here's a good segment. Here's minor, minor things that would have made this way better. So, thanks for being here and thanks for adding that to the show, Prof. Um, where thanks for having me, guys. You? Where can the people find you if they want to hear more? Because they, they want to hear more, goddammit. Not if. They, they want to hear more. Where can they find more of you, Professor? You can find more of me on the Exeter at PWSOPRF. That's PWSOPROF. And you can find me on the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com and on the PWC Network at Podbean.com, where I host the most nostalgic podcast out there, the PWR, the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast, with myself and the... Tommy Wonder. We're taking a little week off. We're taking a little Thanksgiving off. But our last episode, we did a pro wrestling spotlight, the celebrity edition, where we celebrated the celebrity influx into professional wrestling with Mr. T, uh, Cindy Lauper, Pete Rose, David Arquette, Mike Tyson, Logan Paul, Bad Bunny. We talk about them all as as much as we could. Awesome. Loving the show. That's a lot to look forward to. That's a lot to look forward to. We're looking forward to all of that. Jimmy, where can the people find you? Well, you can find me right here at the PWC Network, where 
well, actually, I'll, I'll fuck that up. Because if you want to follow me, you can on the X first at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at the PWCnetwork.popping.com where you can find all our shows on the download, including props and quizzes. <laughs> no, who's that? Does anyone know that guy? Nah. Happy birthday, John. We love you, bro. He's there you go. Happy birthday, John. Also, you did get a shout out today. We used your line. We used your line from the other, from whichever Japanese guy that was that you saw wrestle. I can't remember. <laughs> whatever the Japanese guy was. The old one that looks like he's got weird wrinkles on his head. That guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> no, I but speak yeah, a little English, but fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> but also, like and subscribe at hamimediagroup.popping.com for our affiliate shows and channel attitude dot com where for five bucks only do you get the most realest talking pro wrestling but you get the best talking pro wrestling and you get all the shows with all of us including stevie richard stevie ray bin hamin ggp you name it they're all there at channelattitude.com and of course been through so so yeah five bucks is all it takes and that's a wrap from me chris all right well if you want to if you want to follow me you can follow me on twitter i am at chris sam's one yes twitter twitter it's Twitter, you fucking children. Anyway, <laughs> at Chris Ams one, you can go there to see everything I have to say about pro wrestling, politics, and whatever the hell else comes to mind. You can also you can also follow me right here on the PWC network, where we've got a number of things. We've got stuff cooking, boys. We got stuff going on. We got new shows coming up shortly, um, and also all of the old shows and the wonderful things that you're all used to following and loving and just freaking being awesome. Also, you can find me over on hmg uh and channelattitude.com a bunch of different things specifically i'm going to send you to specific places because i always do and send you specifically to sunday mornings 10 o'clock central standard time after the collision jimmy me and the vet we sift through the wreckage the wreckage <laughs> so go there check that out check this out also, um, if you if you follow me on Facebook, I sent out a I sent out a Facebook post today, uh, just shouting out one of my buddies, Avery Rivera, who started a brand new podcast where he's talking about uh, men's mental health things and stuff like that. Mm. Basically, just you know, uh, trying to help people see that they're not alone, that everybody struggles, and that you can get through it and stuff like that. So, if you follow me on Facebook, go ahead and follow Avery. Uh, he's one of the best people I've ever known. He is my youngest daughter's godfather, specifically because he is just an excellent, excellent human being. And I absolutely trust that man's heart to be in the right. So if you're looking for something like that, like I said, check me out on Facebook and then check out Avery Rivera's new, brand new uh, YouTube channel that he's starting and is planning on going live this week. All right, that's it. Oh, cool. So cool. for Jimmy T, for the professor, for everybody in the chat, we fucking love you guys, by the way. You guys are awesome. You guys are so much fun. It is so, so fucking humbling to see all of these people with comments and just following along with us. And they've got things to say. And the fact that you guys are here, the fact that you guys want to hear what we have to say, and the fact that you guys are as loyal and wonderful as you are in terms of liking and sharing, subscribing, sending this out to other people and saying, hey, look, these guys are great. We love you guys legitimately we love you guys thank you uh thank you very much so yes have a nice day to our american listeners 
Happy Wrong Thanksgiving. Ole. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.